Hello again, it's Pastor Dan with this week's Midweek Encouragement for Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. Our quote today is from John Wesley. Hence it is that those believers who are not convinced of the deep corruption of their hearts, or but slightly, and as it were, notionally convinced, have little concern about entire sanctification. John Wesley said that in 1758. I'm reminded of some verses from a favorite hymn as I prepare to write today. How firm a foundation attributed to John Francis Wade contains these two relevant phrases for my thoughts today. When through the deep waters I call thee to go, the rivers of sorrow shall not thee overflow. And when through fiery trials thy pathway should lie, my grace all-sufficient shall be thy supply. As I prepare to write, Lord, this is my prayer. Amen. It is Pride Month, which arouses tensions both within and without the body of Christ. Responses range from the mild contempt to outrage as opposing ideologies struggle for respect and recognition. Unfortunately, Christ our Lord gets battled, batted around by combatants like a tennis ball that shouts, please listen to me, amid the thumping, whizzing, and bouncing. How can Christian believers find a balanced approach to this volatile topic? The source of contention seems to lie in the fear of being forced or violated. If you disapprove of everything Pride Month stands for, then you probably resent having the message forced upon you everywhere you look. You feel violated because its proponents do not give you a choice. And those who support the Pride Movement can reasonably argue the same things. In fact, they would likely say that they've suffered far worse for generations. To begin, you must seriously consider your lifestyle and personal sanctification. The plank in your eye may need attention before attempting to extract the speck from your opponent's eye. See Matthew 7, verse 5. I worship and serve Christ in the Wesleyan way in part because it requires an intentional pattern of spiritual growth. Its goal is personal holiness and even perfect love that is for God and humanity. The expectation is clear. We will strive to be more like Christ every day and hopefully substantially resemble him in the future because of his spirit and our discipleship. It separates you from Christ and his body when you spend precious resources on rumination over your fears and the criticizing of people who threaten you. Jesus said, this is my command to you, love one another. If the world hates you, understand that it hated me first. If you were of the world, it would love you as its own. Instead, the world hates you because you are not of the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. See John chapter 15, verses 17 to 19. Note that Jesus did not give a suggestion. It was a command. Christians have experienced unprecedented liberties in America up to and including parts of the 21st century. And frankly, most have become too comfortable 
a little bit lethargic, and it often leads to sanctimony or licentiousness, like the Pharisees and Sadducees of Jesus' incarnational days. Now is the time for true accountability for our discipleship to Jesus. We must follow Christ as spirit-filled believers to overcome the ire and angst in our nature. John Wesley taught sin's canceled power as a gift from God received through faith in Christ, which is also a gift. While sin no longer condemns or oppresses, it is something to be resisted throughout the Christian journey. You can only resist it and experience sanctifying grace through Christian discipline enhanced by the Spirit. If you honestly consider the goal of perfect love, you realize that you have far too much to do in your personal plank removal process to be obsessed with how other people are doing. To be sure, there will be times when you have to take a stand. The Lord will use your discipleship for his ends. That means you can expect to bear witness to God's sovereignty and grace. His eternal purpose in and through Jesus Christ the Son and his long-altering, his life-altering power through the Holy Spirit. You will serve the Lord best when you talk about what you know. That's what witnesses' testimonies are, after all. You can avoid embarrassing yourself and misrepresenting the Lord best in this way, too. Jesus said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their superiors exercise authority over them. It shall not be this way among you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. Read Matthew chapter 20, verses 25 to 26. How will you serve Christ the King, your Christian family, and the world of lost and broken, oppressed people living in chaos? How will your journey of personal holiness honor and participate in Christ's glory?
Thank you.